Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over a hundred casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family cannolis and spins mean everything now you want to get mixed up in the family business introducing the godfather at chumpacasino.com test your luck in the shadowy world of the godfather slot someday i will call upon you to do a service for me play the godfather now at chumpacasino.com welcome to the family vdw group no purchase necessary void where prohibited by law see terms and conditions 18 plus thank you for visiting christophermedia.net This episode of The Weedsman is brought to you by Budsy. Budsy is a cannabis tech company focused on delivering you the high you're looking for through AI. Download our free app and learn more at budsy.io and check out our podcast, Toke and Talk. It's the Weedsman Podcast Nugget. Zippity what? Ready to drop the bass? Let's drop the bass. Whoop-de-doo. What does it all mean? All the random stuff that didn't fit in Friday's show you'll find here. Oh. Okay. Hey, man. You got a joint? Put a little bit of refry smell on your boot. What'd that mean? Please give me, just give me my weed, all right? I couldn't resist the X-Men box. Oh, okay. It's a classic covers. This is the cover from X-Men number one, which is a Jim Lee cover. Still the record holder for the most number of comic books and copies of one issue sold. I remember I bought multiples. Did you? You were speculating back in the day? Well, to finish Everyone. the piece. Oh, right. So yeah. you could put them together. Yeah. No, wait. I thought it did it fold out or there were pieces were they, that folded out, but you had to connect like four of them. There were, I think there were four. They books did alternate covers, and and you had to you. They wanted you to buy all four and well, stitch them together. This, yeah, section, yeah. section. Right. Yeah. It was a triptych. Yeah, it was or cool. a quad pick or something. I don't know. I just thought it was kind of cool the way they did that. So yeah, it's classic. I don't have an X Men themed comic book box yet. Nice. And this is. Got all the shit. I mean, kind of this was the beginning of the end for me. I didn't really stick with uh, X-Men that long after this transition. Mm-hmm. Them splitting up into teams. The, the blue and the gold. The blue team and the gold team. Didn't really follow that. Well, there was Bishop was in there. And yeah, yeah. Who else? Uh, Forge. I'm fine. Well, Forge... Uh, did Forge was he a prominent like uh, I think he was late nineties? Yeah, nineties. Because Forge is he was around going back to the eighties for sure. Yeah, Forge and Storm have a relationship that mm-hmm. goes back a ways. They were lovers for a time. Lovers. They ate spice meats and jacuzzis. I don't think the X Men don't hook up like they used to. No, I mean Kitty Pride is finally getting married to Colossus. Oh really? Yeah, which is something that I don't think I'm alone in 
in kind of feeling outraged over the fact that the reason that Kitty Pride couldn't commit to Colossus was that she was actually a lesbian. Oh, shit. Who's There's, their girlfriend? Who's the secret girlfriend? Magic. Oh, Magic. Well, I, I don't mean, know who Magic is. But. Magic was the first crush from the New Mutants. Oh, okay. Let's um. say. I don't know. She's had, she's had uh, flirtatious kind of relationships, even with uh, Rachel Summers, which was the... Uh, I know that last name. Right. This would be, I think, Jean Grey's daughter from the future. Oh, shit. Like Cable? Yeah, it was kind of a Cable thing. Proto Cable's Cable. brother? This is, I think it was before Cable, uh, when Rachel Summers was introduced. She was a, one of the founding members of Excalibur with Captain Britain. Yeah, that's a cool guy. Who is it? Somebody wants to do Captain Britain. Uh, Daniel Craig? Wants to do him. <laughs> He's a hunk. Do him. I mean, look at him. <laughs> no, uh, some actor was showing interest in being uh, in in portraying Captain Britain in a feature film. Hmm. Chris but Evans? Th- <laughs> no, no. I don't think that's possible. <laughs> well, he was. That's uh, a bridge too far. It was Johnny Blaze. I know. That's he's a, <laughs> he's a bridge too far. No, he said that he. Would, I wish I could remember who it was, but he said that. It, he would want to do the character, but he didn't want to wear that ridiculous costume, as he called it. Oh, that wasn't bad. I don't think that was bad at all. White outfit, I remember, had the flag somehow well, first worked of all, into it. It's barely chained. It's only been tweaked in design, and people have tried. I mean, for one, at one point, he had a headband. Damn. He's had at various times that. either a whole helmet or no helmet. But the basic style of the Captain Britain outfit has not changed because it's just a classic. It's the it's, it's a like great Britain. design, and it's the Union Jack, basically. You know, mm-hmm. are you eating or smoking cookies? Uh, fruity Pebbles. Oh, okay. I was like, all of a sudden, I got a whiff of cookies. Uh, it's supposed to be Fruity oh, yeah, Pebbles for real. with a yeah. It's supposed to be Fruity Pebbles and milk. Oh, with a touch of glazed donut. No, uh, what? Are you donut. talking about the strain? No, no, or that smell is is uh, incense. His oh, vape. Is, that was your vape. Yeah, yes. that is really potent. Yeah. <laughs> That's why I was like, wow. That's really does that smell me. like yeah. cookies out of the oven. Yeah. <laughs> Cereal vapes. That's where it's at. Cereal vapes. Batman versus Booster Gold. Oh, man. You, you know Booster Gold? Yes. He's you ever, you read Blue uh, Beetle. Yeah, JLA. The JLA. Yeah. Joe Louis Arena. So inside yes. the box. Ramping up to the big wedding issue, number 50 for Batman. Who's he? Is he He's, marrying Selena Kyle? Oh, yeah. Kyle? This story is, Booster Gold is, uh, he hears of Batman's uh, engagement and wants to get him a present, right? So, as the saying goes, what do you get for the man who has everything? Mm-hmm. Right? Pussy. What can you get, Batman, really? Give him a villain to fight. Get <laughs> a joker on a yeah. plate. Yeah, I guess so. Give him something to punch, which yeah. I think he did that pretty it well. Looks like this, it looks like it. Yeah, he's... Well, he gets mad because Booster, he's a, a time traveling. I'm not really sure. Like, I know Booster as like the goof from JLA that was always hanging out with Blue Beetle. Yeah, I really don't know what his story is. I never picked up on him. I remember, but I know his ass kicked in Doomsday. Oh yeah, yeah. I know he's a he's a smart ass. Mm-hmm. And uh, I mean, if this portrayal that by Tom King is accurate, he's not too bright either. He kind of plays him like a, a surfer dude. Yeah, that's what I remember. So 
<laughs> he goes back in time, uh, Mr. Gold does, to stop Batman's parents from being murdered. Damn. That's his gift, his parents. That totally that, fucked right? up his world. It totally does. Yeah. Dick what Grayson f- ends up being this violent Batman. His parents are alive and dicks. He's a, a bad, Bruce Wayne is alive and a dick. Wow. I mean, they're just rich assholes. Damn. That's and a- when he finally reveals to him, like, he's fucked everything up and I need your help to, to put it back to yeah, the way I it was. You, I need to, to kill, kill his parents again. Right. You just, you, could you imagine you pop up and you're like, everything you know in your life is wrong and to fix it, I need to kill your parents. Yeah. What would you do? <laughs> yeah, that's fucked up. I don't know. I guess we'll find out what he does. He knocks them out, first of all. Right. Terrifics, the uh, take on the Fantastic Four. Oh, okay. Has finished its first arc. This is issue number four, which brings on Doc Shaner with Doc art. Shaner. I know, isn't it a great name? It's like the best name ever. Doc Shaner. Doc Shaner has a very classic style. I thought that the book, the book was kind of sold with him and Jeff Lemire on it. And that's what I was really looking forward to because he has almost that clean 60s Fantastic Four look to it. Huh. You know, Interesting. Very, very classic comic book style. Yeah, I'd say it's very clean looking. I never got into the Fantastic Four. I was never a big Fantastic Four fan. I know I call myself a Marvel person. I think I have to admit that over anything, I like the look and concept of the Fantastic Four. Okay. I can't say that... Well, I have read some runs of Fantastic Four that I thought were really great for various reasons. The only one that I really found thoroughly engaging and enjoyable was Jonathan Hickman's run, which kind of led up to the Secret War stuff that was a couple of years ago, hmm. where the, the universe got blown up. Yeah, I remember those books. They had to stitch it back together. Saga. More Saga. Saga. World Storm. What else is in here? This Moonshine book has been pretty interesting. Moonshine. This is like... Uh, is that the Georgia County or whatever? Or Hollow this, County? Um, I'm trying yeah, to remember there was a book that came out during Halloween. Hope County? No. Uh, Harrow? Harrow County? Thank you. Was that it? I've never read that. I, I read one. I got one on a comic book day during like October when they had the comic book day in fall. And that was... Uh, it was a weird book. They tried to very key off of Halloween, though. Okay. Which was cool. Yeah, I guess there's a lot of good horror books out there if you're into that stuff. This has never really been my thing. Right. This isn't strictly horror. It's werewolf story, as you can probably tell from the werewolf on the cover of this, the face. Mm-hmm. The spin on it being its locale set, like, 20s in the U.S., uh, uh, big city gangster has to go down south to arrange this deal to get... Because this is during Prohibition, right? Oh, okay. So they, they go down south to arrange a deal with these guys who are making moonshine. Mm-hmm. You know? Nothing wrong with that. And it's, uh, it's, it's, kinda, it's got a lot of... Uh, well, I know this isn't even a, the original uh, story that follows this trope, but like Angel Heart, where like white dude gets wrapped up in strange customs and falls in love with a mysterious, beautiful woman and... And gets into a lot of trouble. Oh, okay. No Justice? Four-part series? I haven't read this yet. Batman. This one is, yeah, Lobo is on the cover of this. Beast Boy, Deathstroke, Batman. uh, 
whichever Green Lantern has a really strong jaw. Well, Jesus. Is that Guy, Guy Gardner? Maybe that is supposed to be Guy Gardner. Yeah, this is Team Asshole for sure, then, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, Team Asshole. Like, I, <laughs> like, no justice. Beast Boy is the only nice guy on this team, right? Really. He's kind of snarky, too, man. He is. He's a little shit. Yeah. I've seen him on <laughs> Teen Titans. He's an asshole. <laughs> That's an asshole. Well, this is some. This is a lead up to the new Justice League book that's coming out, and I guess there's some kind of universe-altering event that involves different forms of energy that Batman basically says we got to split up, you know, and and find people that specialize in handling these specific things. Mm-hmm. So they split up into four teams in order to counter that. This one threat, and I guess it's going to continue on into the new Justice League. A big part of the theme, though, is, as you can tell from this cover, bringing villains into the mix. Yeah, that's interesting. I think I've got another one in here. Yeah, here's another one. Issue four has Flash, Cyborg, Robin, and Harlequin. Yeah, Harley on the team. That's going to be... She's been kind of... If it, I mean, <laughs> I don't know what it is about f- f- female Batman villains, but we love to make them good guys. Yeah, I don't understand that. You know, the Joker and the Riddler n- never really have turns. They might team up with good people in order to get their agenda done, but mm-hmm. it, it seems like Harley and Ivy and Catwoman all are at their core good people that are just misguided mm-hmm. at times. Had a hard life, what have you. We're very forgiving of female Batman villains. I think that's the thing. Because we want Batman to fuck them. Like, right? I mean, yeah. that was even, that wasn't even subtext in the, in the 60s TV show. That was straight up, Blake. Poison Ivy's going to try and seduce Batman. Let's see, some other nonsense in here. Captain America. I don't understand this. This is Captain America 702, right? Mm-hmm. So they just have their 700th issue. That was after rebooting, or not rebooting, but renumbering it from whatever under 12 number that they were currently on to, I think, 695. Okay. Right? So they just start randomly numbering the issues, 695 going up now to 702. I believe next month it's going back to number one. Oh, that makes no fucking sense. Right. And then they're going to be doing dual numbering on their books. Really? Here's another one. Yeah. Doctor Strange. I was following Doctor Strange. It changed its numbering from like 12 to 385. Is he hiding from Spider-Man? He is hiding from Spider-Man. I'm not (laughs) sure why. Yeah, it's a little weird. And... He had this big crossover and everything, and now he's going to be rebooted at number one again. So I don't know what the point of any of this legacy numbering was. Yeah, it really doesn't make any sense. Yeah, I guess I got all the new, No Justice in here. This is another No Justice team. Oh. Wonder Woman, the Demon, Zartana, uh, um, oh, shit. Fate? Dr. Fate, thank you very much. And the Spectre, I think, or is that Raven? Is that Red is that? Tornado? Is that red tornado back there? It kind of looks like like wings, but it's very red person. It's right. Cape. I would say. Also, her Wonder Woman's outfit looks very dark, doesn't it? Purple. Yeah. Yeah. She's evil. 
I mean, the demon is kind of one of those Ghost Rider-like characters, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really good or bad, just scary. Yeah. But has his own mission. It's a weird character. Just kind of like Ghost Rider is. Maybe it even came out around the same time. Issue 6 of Marvel 2-in-1, The Fate of the Four, hmm. the actual Fantastic Four reboot, which is coming back in a, in a few months. Finally, after use of absence, a Fantastic Four book. Fantastic. This is, this is the thing in Human Torch teaming up to find the Fantastic Four, which the thing believes to be alive and Johnny Storm knows are dead. So hijinks ensue, as you can imagine. It's ensue? like Ensue? Absolutely. And last but not least, a new number one of Judge Dredd Siege. I might have to check that one out because I'm a Judge Dredd fan. And I am looking so forward to this book because I'm not the I'm a fan of Judge Dredd. I'm not an avid reader of Judge Dredd. Well, okay. And there's so much material out there too. But Mark Russell is who's writing this. I know, I've heard that name before. You've heard me bring that name up because not only is he writing the current series that's just wrapping up Snagglepuss, but he was also the writer of the brilliant Flintstone series. The 12-issue series that DC put out that um, handles a lot of like s- social issues and hmm. is, at the same time, very funny, very entertaining, very engaging book. It's kind of crazy to think that there would be uh, all those words to describe a Flintstones comic book. It's a lot of rock puns. <laughs> right. <laughs> I think, yeah, I, definitely. You know, the, there are core elements that are there. He's not totally reimagining it, but it's definitely for, you know, not just somebody who was looking for nostalgia, but looking for a sl- slightly dark spin on something that uh, also tweaks the nostalgia, hmm. which, I mean, I think Netflix has proven that that's a, a viable market, certainly. Yeah, for sure. That's interesting. What? Take, reimagine my childhood for me in dark and weird ways. That is not what do you got my wallpaper. You got somebody else's wallpaper, huh? Well, hey, as long as... Yeah, I was going to tell you, though, Aaron, uh, when I was on vacation, I picked up a, a, hardbound, a hardbound novel of the uh, days leading up to dark metal or DC metal. You got the casting? Well, there was... The Forge... Yeah, they call it, there was three or, or four issues. It was like the Dark Days casting, Dark Days of Forge. It's like four books that they have okay, combined. Yeah, so it's it's the the complete lead up to. Yeah, I bought it because it has a fancy days. cover, or Dark Nights rather. Who does the cover? Is it? Uh, I don't know Greg who Caputo? did it, but it just the color like it's reflective. It's very eye-catching. I enjoyed the story, though. It was kind of interesting how Batman was hiding a secret of uh, mm-hmm. the metals have you know powers. And yep. uh, Green Lantern's trying to figure out what the hell is going on, and he gets his ass kicked by yep. a gold robin. He's a black guy. Or, uh, it's, it, that's Duke. Duke. Uh, uh, Duke Wilson. Duke. I don't know his last name. Duke Ellington. He's no. Hey! I'm sorry. He's uh, Duke is like Batman's newest ward, but they're trying to look for a different way to do the Batman and Robin thing because, well, first of all, 
he keeps letting his robins get killed. Yeah, he has a bad run. So so maybe, like, maybe this robin thing's had a good run. Yeah, maybe right. he should quit it. So he is the signal, and I guess his thing is, this is a, a, a character that was created by Scott Snyder, who is the, the main writer behind the metal, and the last, uh, the, the previous, I should say, uh, five years or so of Batman. Oh, okay. And he slowly introduced Duke over the course of his Batman series. He kind of comes into his own around the time of the metal preludes. Now, he has something that's related to the metals that's in him. I guess. Because the Joker's <laughs> gone insane and he's Listen in the, the basement. Thing with metal, right. Yeah. It's, it's great in concept. Like, I love these big concept things of, like, the, the story will never cease to fascinate me when it involves the world as you know it is bigger than you thought, right? Right. It, it brings back that sense of wonder that we it's difficult to get as an adult yeah, these days. I don't understand it. As, as a kid, you know, you were constantly being surprised about like how big the world actually is as your consciousness expands in your awareness. So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a total mark for these huge universe-warping stories that Scott Snyder is doing lately. I, I found myself having to constantly go back and read the previous issue before I went on to the next issue of Metal mm-hmm. and still not understanding everything. I mean, I, I do believe that there are people out there that know the entire history of the DC Universe know intimately the histories of characters like Hawkman and Hawkwoman and their uh, secret organization that they belong to or something like that. And Yeah, the Owl. Order the, the, of the, co- owls. the Court of the Owls. Well, that's something yeah. that, I, that was set up in Batman, and I actually read all those, so I was familiar with that. Okay. So I don't know anything about that. I just picked up the book, like, cold. Basically, yeah. and yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I'm, I'm gonna try and buy the next one leading up the hardbound one. It's the, it's supposed to be basically everything that Scott Snyder set in place in the Batman book over the course of 50 issues. Okay, come to this cul- culmination, and that's who's also writing the No Justice series, where all the teams are all finding some new universe-threatening thing and splitting up into different teams and taking on the assistance assistance of villains in order to assist them. Yeah, that's weird. They're fighting something bigger. And there's another one where I know I read issue one. I couldn't tell you what it was about. (laughs) (laughs) I do remember it being fun. I guess that's what really counts. There you go. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. And thank you for listening. 
Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.